listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Cinema 7. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. If you're a regular Cinema 7 uh, listener, I uh, appreciate you being here. But today is a New Year's Eve special. A fire and ice New Year's Eve special. So you know what that means. It's me. Fire. Ice. Ice. Makes hot water. That means your boy's here, Chris Hawk. I got you, you know, your Mavericks here. I got my goose. Maverick and goose, it means I'm going to die. It's okay, because I live on in probably the sequel, hopefully. We're just going to talk about whatever on this episode. It's fire and ice. We don't have any plans. Um, we're just going to go into it. Talk we're taking, about. We're taking live requests from the audience. Live Ain't requests no audience. from the audience. Ain't no audience, so. Ain't no audience. But uh, how's your 2021, Chris Hawk? It was okay. It was it was not bad. It was not bad. It was not bad. Any uh, memorable moments from your 2021? We got to see my grandfather, and we, me and the kids, went to Florida, and Brittany, of course, and we had a, a like our first legit vacation. Yeah, I remember and, you guys drove, right? Yeah, we drove. It was uh, we we did a lot of stops. You guys even suggested to for us to take some stops on our way down and up, and we visited those. Like we visited the smallest church in America. Um, that was interesting. The most beautiful trees around it. Very small church, like smaller than my bathroom. <laughs> you know what else was interesting was the the UFO thing you guys stopped at. Oh, that that hunk of junk and metal that somebody did on their own, and yeah, it's it's, it's uh, definitely interesting. You know, this it was a lot of serrated metal and just random junks of hunks of metal welded together, bolted together. Did it remind you of the junkyard from Iron Giant? It did. <laughs> it, it did. did. It did. Didn't want to go inside because it felt kind of creepy, but you know, still a landmark you got to visit if you're in South mm. Carolina. There you go. I'm gonna have to try to visit this UFO thing. I'm gonna have to go to Roswell one day just to see what it's like there. Mario, how was your 2021? Uh, there was a lot of ups and downs. It started off pretty good. Um, I'd say. Going into the year, like getting into the meat of the of the of the months, uh, probably around springtime, it got a little difficult. But then afterwards, it was actually pretty good for a, for a good while. And then um, 
I've talked about on the podcast before, but you know, uh, the breakup with the ex was, uh, really tough. So the end of 2021 was uh, a pretty tough time. Um, I am more optimistic, uh, now as I'm, I'm still struggling, but I have a lot more optimism than I did, uh, couple months ago so um, that's really good and i saw you i saw you made dinner tonight it looked good yeah i got i've started to do blue apron um i think i talked about that on the one of the last podcast episodes um my first meals were supposed to come before christmas but i had you know, my credit card information stolen. So I had to get a new credit card and crap. And then, uh, so now I got my first thing a couple days ago and I made, uh, yesterday I made red pepper. Um, I think it's spaghetti, I guess it's called, but it was basically like a red pepper sauce you make. And then you, you soak the noodles in it and it kind of makes the noodles like red. And, uh, that came with like broccoli and then you put the, broccoli on top of this uh ricotta cheese and it was pretty good and then today i made this salmon it was uh spicy it was um kind of like a i want to say it's like a a spicy chili powder you put on the the salmon and then it's quinoa and uh quinoa however the fuck you say it and and uh carrots and zucchini and that was pretty good it came with a yogurt and uh it was actually pretty good. I'm not a yogurt guy, so that was interesting to try. But I I had fun making them. Yeah, I'm definitely not a yogurt guy, but I think cooking for yourself and then cooking for other people, there's something great about it. Yeah, exp- uh I mean it's hard to kind of get yourself into the uh I think this is definitely helping me. Like, you know, I I used to be pretty lazy at making food and Occasionally, if I had an idea, you know, I, I would do it. But now I think it's definitely, uh, you know, this is definitely helping me make things. And I'm going to keep the boards it comes with so I can remake this stuff later. Hell yeah, man. You know, reading recipes and learning how to do recipes and stuff. That's uh, hey. it's a good skill. Hey, barbecue champion over here. I'm going to have to come over one day and you're going to have to show me how to make some of this, this, uh, this meat and all this barbecue you're making. Bud, I would love to. The, the best thing is about barbecue and like yeah. a, a pellet smoker is most of the work is in the morning where I prep. Well, actually, you could say that like the night before when I would like if it was a chicken, I'd brine it. If it was a pork, I would like dry brine it or mm-hmm. um, and then the morning prep where like if I'm doing ribs, you take off the membrane, you coat it with your you're a binder and then you put your seasonings on it. And then for like a pork butt, it's all about, you know, cutting the fat, trimming the fat, mm-hmm. cutting it into cubes on the fat side. So like the, the seasoning can get in deeper to the meat and then like putting your binder like a mustard and then putting your season on it. And really the pellet grill just does all the rest. 16 hours of no work. My goodness. Barbecue champ. Barbecue champ. <laughs> Barbecue champ. I'm a beginner. I'm still a beginner. Yeah. Do, do you uh, do you leave a mess? I kind of leave a mess behind when I cook. I, it's kind of because I, 
I, I think it's my ADHD where I'm just kind of like all over the place. So like I, I, I end up getting messy, but then I attend to the mess while I'm cooking. So then it just kind of like distracts me. Uh, it, it, I'm all over the place, but like, do you, do you leave a mess usually, or, or are you pretty good about, uh, keeping it on the pan or wherever you're making the food? It, it depends on what kind of food I'm doing. Uh, chicken usually is the messiest because if you mm-hmm. try to, if you try to spatchcock it, that involves taking out the backbone and breastbone of the chicken and Hold like, on, say that again, spatchcocking it, spatchcocking. Okay. Spatch. Spatch. Hashtag spatchcock, uh, yeah. 2022. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna spatchcock this year, okay? Couple you know? of thick daddies just spatchcocking it in the kitchen. That's right, spatchcock <laughs> this chicken. Um, I would say the messy the messiest has got to be chicken because it's just dealing with so much juices. Um, mm. I I inject the chicken, so you know I'm always wearing gloves. I try to be as clean as possible. It's always a messy process because I'm always I'm constantly washing my hands because raw chicken and raw pork everywhere um really the messiest part is seasoning it i get seasoning everywhere Brittany will tell mm-hmm. you i get i get seasoning everywhere yeah um, me too it's really not that big of a mess maker i mean clean- it's easy to clean up when i do it but it's still i still yeah. like my i think you know how i am with like uh dirty things and, and stuff like that so you know i'm just like uh, why did i do that I, I love doing the dishes, so I try to do the dishes as much as possible, like during the day, to make sure like mm-hmm. I can. Because usually it takes like a full sink to like rinse the meat, or mm-hmm. like uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff on cookie sheets, big old cookie sheets. So I try to make sure that I at least mm-hmm. have a sink empty. Me so and the uh, me and the ex used to do this thing where whoever cooked, the other person did the dishes. So it was kind of like a trade-off. It's a little bit of both. That barbecue you made? Oh, yeah. That was the, pretty good. The biggest mess is when Brittany does bread. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Big old mess. Speaking of food and bread, what? <laughs> this is random. I told you, this is going to be random stuff here. Bring it on. These are, these are topics on. just given to us. Kristen Dunst, bring it on. Let's go. Are you ready? What do you think is going to be the current state of Twinkies in 2022? I think they're going to keep on rolling. I think they're favorites for truckers and homeless people <laughs> everywhere. I think, I just think, is it going to stand the test of time? I don't think so. I don't think it's one of those treats that are just like the go-to anymore. They were the mm-hmm. go-to back in the day when there's commercials about them and shit. But, uh, you know, Twinkies are a byproduct. They were they were popular back in the day. Zombieland, Zombieland 2. Mm-hmm. They're just not that great anymore. There's better snacks. Yeah, the the evolution of snacks nowadays. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know if you've had those wrap snacks. Oh, dude, wrap snacks are so good. The honey barbecue with the Cardi B on the front. Cardi B cheddar barbecue. Is that is, what it is? Cheddar barbecue. There's, I think she has two. Yeah. There's two oh. of them. But the cheddar barbecue, her snacks, like unbelievably good. I get them all the time. Oh, dude. All the time. There used to be this corner store. Uh, when we were next to the base, I'd walk down the corner store and I'd get some wrap snacks. It's awesome. I'm just glad they're still around. I thought they were a limited supply. I get I get Cardi B cheddar barbecue anytime I can. Oh, dude, they're at Wawa now. Not at Wawa. 7-Eleven. They're at 7-Eleven, though. That's where they're at. 
And then Starburst. There's uh, the unwrapped mini Starburst. Oh, yeah. Twinkie, like, you got to step it up. Flame. Yeah, seriously, Twinkie. Add some, like, crushed Cheeto, mm-hmm. hot, crushed red hot Cheeto on the outside. Make it like a spicy That's, Twinkie. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but, you know, maybe put some icing on top of it or something, you know? Make maybe combined. Better, yeah. What's maybe. The, uh, Look, What's maybe have thing? actual creme pat in your fi- in your filling, okay? Instead of the bullshit that's in there right now. <laughs> maybe go ham. Maybe get some raspberry filling up yeah. in this bitch. Become oh, a damn donut. Dang. Become a damn fucking donut. Do they have chocolate Twinkies? They probably do. Well, you know what? They need to they need to just like you said, start filling it with things. Put the Look. icing on the top. Combine the uh the the crumpet the is it the the crumpets and and yeah with the little icing on top combine them with the twinkies you know maybe do a, a swiss roll twinkie i don't know come do something different look mid podcast we're gonna get sponsored by hostess and then they're i'm gonna be like dude i love twinkies there ain't no better snack better than a twinkie. i'm just saying <laughs> I mean, a twinkie on top of twinkie is a twinkie sandwich you know yeah. what i'm saying just double fist let's take twinkie. a short break for this twinkie commercial and we're back Chris Hawk, what's going to be your last meal? What if you had a last meal before you died? What would be your last meal? See, that's that's interesting because would it be would I want to taste something that I've never tasted before, or would I go for like the o, the o cash? You know what I'm saying? The o cash. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Nicholas's Pizza all the way. You think that would be your last meal, huh? Oh yeah, most not, definitely. Not dude. even not even sushi. Okay, uh, you know, volcano sushi. You see what I'm saying, right? You yeah, see what I I'm see, saying. I, I do. I see what you're saying. I do like my spicy tuna rolls. So, uh, that's tough. Or, oh my god, you know, Ramen? I'd, I'd I'd make my dinner, my last meal, last as long as humanly possible. So I do like one of them twelve course meals from a Michelin star <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. So that way, I just just twelve courses of like appetizers, and that's that's yeah. my meal. That's my last meal. I would do a two for twenty five, just just me. Get the two meals and a dessert. It's <laughs> my last meal. That's a lot of soup, bud. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Oh, dude, unlimited salad and bre- salad and breadsticks at uh, Olive Garden. That's my last meal. You go till you drop. That's how. <laughs> that's how I'm dying. I'm going out. <laughs> I'm not like out. I don't got seven stomachs. I'm I'm dying because of just internal depression and just yeah. Somebody's gonna give up on me. If you had, so we're gonna give each other nicknames. If you had to give me a nickname, what would be my nickname? (laughs) (laughs) That's a hard one. That's a hard one. That, I know, it I know is you, a hard one, right? I'm putting you on the spot. Known Come you with so, a nickname. Known you so long. So the guy I work with, I call him Big Papa Pump, and then Birdo sometimes I call Thick Daddy Chad. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come up with something different for you, Chris Hawk. It's just, I might have to call you Smooth Operator. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Steel Steel City Steve. How about that? Yeah. Hey, smooth out the radar. Move out. Steel City Steve. How's the uh, muscly calves doing, boy? Boy, I got people reminiscing about these calves at work, my dude. Hey, big ju- big booty Judy. What's going on, my man? Mm, smooth out. What's going on, baby? 
They have a song named after me. They should. Nick Kanoki gave us these next two ideas. I'm, I'm uh, down. I'm down from Nick Kanoki. I'm down. I'm down with Nick. He asked us uh, if you had a new video game idea, what would it be? So look. Halo. Uh-huh. From a grunt's point of view. That would be amazing. Yeah. It'd be like that Deadpool game, but it would be even better. Because you'd pretty much die. Every- oh, my God. You get reincarnated. Well, how, about, how, about this? how about a Lord of the Rings game? Mm-hmm. But it's like a Splinter Cell game where you have to play as Frodo, and it's a stealth-operated game. You gotta I hide- like, you got to yeah, hide the uh, ring. You got to hide the ring. You got to be stealthy about it. You got to use the ring at opportune times. When I was like nine years old, I came up with this game. It was a tech deck game because I used to mess with tech decks. And there used to be these weird guys on, on the cases. I think they were fingers. But I they thought were they, were, they were they were thumbs. thumbs. Yeah, right? I thought they, they were, were nuggets. So I came up. So I came up with this whole. I had a whole booklet. It's gone now, but I made up all these different characters for the game. There was like Granny Nugget. There was Cool Guy Nugget, and I was like, they gotta have a tech deck game, and it'd be just like Matt Hoffman or Tony Hawk, but with these nuggets. See, I'd play that game because I was never good with tech decks or the bike, but I always yeah. wanted it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you got you. You. I've seen some people ball out i guess and i've had this Skated idea up. for uh for a Sh- game shred Probably, it I i'll do shred it shred it that's what it is shred it bro okay i had this idea for a game since i was like 13 it, i wanted to call it kill day and it was about an alien race it's probably after i played halo but it's about an alien race that comes to earth they kind of look like elites but they're but they're not and uh we th- we fight them because we think they're invading and and all that. But then we because what happens is this other alien race is like, hey, they killed our planet, they wiped us out. Uh, we have to fight them, so we fight them thinking they're uh, bad. And then we find out the alien race that made us fight them are the ones who are actually trying to take over Earth. And we then they're the bad guys. And it was going to be called Kill Day, and it was going to be like a shooter. I had a very imaginative mind. I'm gonna call you imaginative mind now. That's your new nickname. Oh Ima- my good imaginative mind. What's going on, bud? Listen here, Cavzilla. Those things walking around gonna knock over buildings. Watch out for its ray, bud. Watch out for <laughs> its Don't flex them bad boys on me. I might explode. Built different, okay? <laughs> Hashtag built different. Built different. Spatchcock 2020. Hashtag. Hashtag. Thick daddies. Spatchcock, baby. Spatchcock. Spatchcock daddies. What is your dream superhero casting? Vin Diesel. Silver Surfer. Okay. First is that <laughs> legit or is that no. just the first thing that came to your mind? No. <laughs> I think it would be funny though. That you would know, be amazing. You know what? You know what makes me strong? Not these cosmic rays. It's really family. <laughs> it's about family. You know, I saw I saw the Dreamcast or the the rumored casting for Reed Richards is that guy from uh, Sunny, Always Sunny, and I think he would do great. 
Which one? Um, the one that's not Danny DeVito or Charlie Day. <laughs> you talking about the guy that got in really good shape, or the guy who's on that other sh- show where he's a teacher? The the one that's a teacher. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean that show. I forget what that show's called where he's the teacher, but he's definitely more serious. I mean, it's still a comedy, but he's definitely more serious in that than he is in Always Sunny, so uh, he might be able Glenn, to pull it off. Glenn Howerton, and it's AP Bio, I, I believe it's called, and that's a funny show, too. Yes, yeah. Uh, my dream cast is Matt Bomber as uh, Hal Jordan. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I think he'd be great. Zach Efron as the Human Torch. For real. Like legit, like legit, hundred percent. You just want to cast Zac Efron in everything. You are have a hard on for Zac Efron, and there's a singing part for the Human Torch, so it's gonna just work like out. John has a hard hard on for uh, Poe Dameron. You Oscar have a, Isaac, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac. best actor in our lifetime. Yes, totally. And uh, speaking of superheroes, Chris Hawk, we I think Spider Man. I think I think Oscar Isaac would make a great apocalypse. You know what? He would. Speaking of superhero <laughs> casting, Chris Hawk, we we saw Spider Man together. Me, you, John, Joey, and your brother Tyler, who would not find out what his seat was. Uh, what were your opinions on No Way Home? Like, if you had to, what what were your pros? Of no way home. I think the obvious pros is the other is the um, the other franchise Spider Man. Mm-hmm. A- Andrew Garfield really shines, and you know there's even rumors of them making another Amazing Spider Man three with him. Toby being the mentor, elder Spider Man really works for him. Mm-hmm. You know he just he really is just so good. And he still brings that earnestness to the character that he brought to the, the first three Spider-Man movies. I think the relationship between um, Zendaya and Tom is one of the best parts. And you even, you know, they even the, um, I forget his best friend's name, Ned. I felt like Ned was a plot device. Ned and Zendaya really are like great sidekicks in this movie. Aunt Mm -hmm. May, Aunt May becomes the pivotal, Uncle Ben, and I and I really love the part where she says the line, you know, the tagline yeah. of Spider Man. I really enjoy that. I know a lot of people thought it was cheesy. I mean, it does come off kind of cheesy, but I think it, it really does come w- off a little forced. Like I agree because your brother said that after the movie, but it does. It, I'm just glad that the because Andrew Garfield Spider Man didn't. They didn't say it. They used something different. I, I uh, had the recording in in the last episode. But uh, so it's cool to finally hear it again, you know, in a new Spider-Man. And it's it's really good to hear it. And -hmm. it's really good that it wasn't Tony that said it or, you know, like another character. It's someone that's really important to Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I don't think I don't think Tony would say it. Do you like I feel like uh, I think he would say, you know, you got to be responsible because you do have these powers, you know, Mm -hmm. He, because Tony kind of learned that lesson too. Because Iron Man three kind of got a little cocky. 
Don't got be a little, cocky, kid. Yeah, he got a little cocky. Well, he, I mean, he's always been cocky. Um, I do like the fact how they, you know, shifted away from Tony, so he's not just Iron Spider anymore. He's, you know, he's kind of he's he develops into his own Spider-Man. He kind of lets loose a little bit, you know, when he's fighting Green Goblin. I really like that. I absolutely love. I mean, so it it goes to show you, like, not only how important the Green Goblin character is to Spider-Man, but it goes to show you, like especially if you rewatch the first Spider-Man, because I did afterwards, like how William Defoe plays such a crucial role in that movie in developing uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And I feel like to bring him back to help develop Tom Holland's Spider-Man is exactly what this Spider-Man needed. Is is yeah. a villain. Exactly. To, yeah, like that villain to to make it personal. And he was only in it for like 22 minutes, like full, full screen time. And he already becomes one of the best villains Tom Holland has ever gone against. And he power bombs him through the floor. It's through amazing. The floor. <laughs> I mean, Tom Holland gets payback. He power bombs him back in the end. But I, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. I, I That end when he makes his own suit and he's kind of in, in his own apartment and, and all that. It's definitely what what I've been preaching about um, this whole MCU Spider-Man is he needs to be on his own. He needs to develop on his own. He doesn't need all the other heroes. He doesn't need Iron Man. He doesn't need villains to be attached to Iron Man. He needs his own villains. He needs his own uh, way to develop. And I think that's what the route they're going. And I I think it's going to be a lot better for the character. 100% 100% agree. And hopefully, you know, they learned that, you know, Spider-Man does great by himself, but he also does great teaming up. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, I do love the fact that he sacrificed his relationships to keep I them mean, safe. That's what Spider-Man's all about. I mean, it's responsibility and the responsibility of... Uh, Usually he uses his powers to to do something good. I think this was to sacrifice, you know, it's almost like what Aunt May says in Spider-Man 2, you know, you got to give up your dreams and all that just to do what's right. He had to give up, you know, his relationship with MJ and all that just to save kind of their universe and, and these and these heroes that he, he kind of... Um, he sacrificed himself to save these villains in a way too. So it, it was all, uh, it, it's a, it's a level of responsibility that I don't think they have done in the Spider-Man before. I mean, I, in a way, yes, but he, it wasn't just using his powers for responsible and, and, and coming into that responsibility. He, he actually had to sacrifice a lot to, um, to kind of save the universe. And I guess, and maybe in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, you can say he sacrificed relationships and things like that. But ultimately I I think that this, um, was something different and needed for the character. 100% agree. I think, I think the two biggest things I didn't like would be how they tried to cure the villains and how some villains couldn't just be cured because it was like a mental illness type thing. 
and they tried to cure him with science. The kind of hand. Yeah, I mean that was. I didn't think they need even needed all that. I think they could have just been like, "Oh, we we got to find a way to get you back to your world," and then, you know, they could have turned on him then because trying to cure them was a little like. Uh, now that they go back cured, uh, that kind of changes the whole other universe. Well, I think I think they're still a different you like they're they're still part of that universe, but it's like another another universe. That they it's a branch off. It's a branch, and also the um, character characterization of Stephen Strange just hand waving everything away and being like, "You fix this," even though it was my spell, and he just having a laissez faire attitude about the whole thing. I just, you know, I thought he changed after Infinity War. With the whole Tony mm-hmm. and Tom Holland, you know, they kind of grew closer. And that's, you know, you can't, you, you see that Steven at the end is he really does care about Spider Man. But at the beginning of the movie, he's kind of a dick. And I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't I like, did, what, I, thought, I didn't like what they did to him. I thought Sandman and Lizard were a little pointless. Um, I, I just wanted to get I know, back to his daughter, bud. He just wanted that, to get back to his it in the movie. He just wanted to get back to his daughter. I just thought they were, that was a little pointless, but the, uh, apparently somebody said that Jamie Foxx's Electro never knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Apparently when he, uh, connected to the internet, he found out, I guess. Oh, really? Oh, you saw that too then? I, I did see that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt like some of the villains got a little shafted. I felt like there could have been a lot more because I, I I felt like this was kind of two parts two two different movies put together. Like the first half made so much sense to what we saw in far from home. And, and it was actually really well done. And, and the cinematography was really good uh, compared to other Spider-Man's. And then it kind of flipped once he goes to see Dr. Strange. Like it's, it's like a whole different movie. And then, um, you know, it's obviously a CGI fest after that, but uh, it, it, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this could have been two movies put together, maybe two different ideas put together. It's just a long movie. It's a very, very long movie. I think it could have been longer. We're talking about Spider-Man here. Yeah, it, but it was an embarrassment of wrenches. We got Doc Ock back and he was good for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, but lazy. Their little reunion at the end gets me every time. I see it on TikTok all the time. Gets me all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you think because Andrew Garfield definitely shined way more than Tobey Maguire? Do you think they're them doing that was because Toby ha- already had three movies and Gar- uh, Andrew didn't, so they wanted to have Garfield shine a little more? Because he did really did get shafted by the Sony writers and everything, and. You know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he was always, he's always been acclaimed as a good Spider-Man. And, yeah. you know, Toby's movies have always been considered like the highest of high. So I, I could definitely see they gave him a little bit more. But I think I while he gets one of the best parts where he saves MJ, I still think um, Toby preventing the, the uh, glider from stabbing into uh, Goblin is such a good parallel to um, 
prevent when he prevents uh, that spear. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, Goblin and Spider Man are fighting, it's just a good parallel. And, you know, he has that look. He just he doesn't even talk. He just has that look in his eye, and it's you know you don't need to do this. There's a better way, and you're better than this. You know, he's a really mm-hmm. good he's a really good Spider Dad, and I think. I don't. I don't think he was shafted, but you know, I think Andrew Garfield just a little bit more charismatic than Toby, so he's just gonna shine more. Do you think Electro should have been just blue like he was before? I, I think no one liked Blue Electro, so I think I bet you Jamie Fox complained, and they gave him a better. I don't know, look. man. I rewatched Amazing Spider-Man two, and I think it it it's kind of cool the way they do it like it kind of sets him apart from just being a a regular guy in a way guy with guy with lightning powers yeah because his voice has changed too and it's kind of a neat uh i know his acting in amazing spider-man 2 was a lot better than it was in uh no way home because they kind of just made him the let's say some jokes here guy Overall, I would say it's it's one of my top three Spider-Man movies, or top four. Mm-hmm. But but still, nothing beats Into the Spider Verse for me. I think Into the oh, Spider yeah, Into the Spider Verse was pretty good. I mean, yeah. you know that Spider-Man Two is my nothing beats that for me. But right, Into the Spider Verse is a close second. So right, I and I think they did the storyline better. I think just the characterization of Miles and every other Spider-Man and how they do the origin for them and it just. Mm-hmm. Just motivation and clear. There's clear motivation and just beauty. there was more there, more meat right. on the bone, more meat on the bone. Just beautiful, you know. Land, they land nearly every single thing in that movie. So it's just into the Spider Verse did it better, you know. But it was it wasn't a bad try for No Way Home. I mean, it's great. We have one more random topic. Okay, let's do it. Our good friend Joey says tabletop game review. Now, he didn't specify. So, Chris Hawk, say whatever you think that means. Tabletop game review, go. So, I, uh, me and Brittany and really everyone, me, but especially me and Britt, we've been getting more into tabletop games and playing more diverse tabletop games other than just Monopoly risk life and things like that we've been playing you know a lot of the um new board games like code names Brittany and i are really big fans of code names um but i think the game that we've been playing a lot of would be chameleon and chameleon's a deception game and it's a really fun game when you have a group of people drinking a little bit you know you're you're focused on picking out a word that kind of coincides with the topic. But if you're the mm-hmm. chameleon, you have to pick a word that coincides to a larger, broader topics and you have to be close to the mark. And if you're not, you can automatically be chosen as the uh, chameleon, but it's, that's probably the the best party game I've played. Um, off the top of my head. Codenames is always a, a clear winner. Um, I, the last board game I played was a uh, tabletop game. I guess Swearments. When I played and, with you guys, I made you guys try it. Because yeah, I, mean, I 
Yeah, when I played it at Comic Con, it was really cool. It reminds me of uh, the Super Heroes. What is that called? Super Superheroes. Is that what it is? The or um, what's the one that uh, with the cards that everyone plays, where you make say a random thing with a random thing? Apples to apples. Maybe. Cards against no. humanity. Cards against humanity. It's uh, it's kind of like that. You 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 get these cards, and you got to combine the two words, but you got to you got to have a definition of this phrase you come up with and whoever has the best one wins. And when I played it at Comic-Con, I instantly was like, Oh hell yeah, I'm buying this. Cause you, I can just fit it in my pocket and, you know, just walk around with it. It's like, it's like spearmints, but it's swear mints, you know? Uh, I dig it. That's probably the last thing I've played board game wise. Cause I don't have anybody to play board games with other than you guys. And, uh, we haven't played board games in a while. Though we played Magic, I think last time we all were together. I think Magic's uh, Magic's a good. Uh, the how I would review Magic is uh, it it sucks. Get better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> stop coming out with all these sets. Even though I haven't bought a set in a while. Oh man, I don't even we're know kidding. what the last set was. We love Magic. We do love Magic. And Kamigawa's uh, coming out, and Mari's going to go ham. He's going to buy like five boxes. I don't know about that. Maybe three. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe, maybe two. I'll probably buy the one box we're all going in on, and then I'll probably buy maybe like uh, if they have a commander set or something, I'll do yeah, that. But They're going to gonna have two, and I'm probably going to get them two. It, as long as they're samurai, I'm happy. It's weird they don't have Bushido. They just call it. They just read yeah, that was kind of goofy. Just call it what it is, my guy. My ge- my dude. Why make why why make it harder on yourself? Anything you're excited about in 2022? Into the Spider Verse two. Um, it, um, Madness of the Multiverse. Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? Yes. What else am I excited about? Blade. Are we gonna hear anything about Blade? That'd be nice. We to haven't hear heard something. anything about Blade in a while. It'd be nice to hear something about Blade. Exactly. When's that coming? Just a video game coming out. Was it Elder Ring? I'm excited yeah. about Elder Ring. Um, yeah, I don't, da- I don't know. My daughter turns five this year. Five's a big birthday. Yeah. She's going to start going to She's going to start school. going to school in September. That's crazy. How about that, Chris Hawk? It's something else. <laughs> it's something else. Free, free daycare. Like, I love it. Whoa, what? imaginative mind. What are you looking forward to in 2022? What the, what the heck is even uh, getting a new car and, and uh, getting my own uh, place? Look at you, motherbacks. <laughs> That's what I'm excited for in 2022. Other than that, I I don't know what the hell is coming out this year. Movie-wise, I'd have to look uh, game-wise. I hope, hope you move to Chesapeake with me and Nick. You know, I was actually thinking about it because I was like, that the housing thing is just so much cheaper there than it is in Virginia Beach. Like the house, the housing market. Like it, it, we have everything out here that Virginia Beach does, and there's less people. And, mean, be, and yeah, it's, it's closer than me and Nick. So you that's just, true. Exactly. You just, yeah, you're, you're bestest friends. Okay? I was like, can you imagine? I was thinking about the one day. I was like, can you imagine if I got a house next to Chris Hawk? It'd be great. But you don't know how. <laughs> I I'd, I'd cook barbecue on the backyard uh, all the oh time. Oh my god, I'd be I'd be over all we'd, the time. I'd, we'd tear down our fences. 
Brittany would get so mad. She'd be like, what's he doing here again? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Mario, Mario lives in our barn in the backyard. He lives in the barn. Yeah. Hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a Keurig back here. I'm good. A coffee. Some coffee. Some coffee cool, maker. Some coffee. How you, uh, man? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Video game wise, uh, the new Pokemon game, I guess. Actually, I, I don't even know if I'm excited for that. Maybe when I play it, I'll be excited when I get it because I'm I'm gonna get it. But uh, other than that, I I uh, hmm, I don't know. Coheed with you guys, I'm excited for that. Oh, that's All gonna be awesome. Coheed, yeah, be awesome. I oh I am God. I am seeing John Mulaney with Tyler. What May? That's exciting. That is exciting. I think this is the year. Oh, maybe I'll go to Star Wars Celebration this year if I can. In Anaheim again? Yeah. And if I can't go to that, then I, by the end of the year, I'm going to go to Disneyland or Disney World for the first time. I'm definitely making that uh, a thing I do. By yourself? I mean, I don't have anybody else to go with. I mean, when I was with Ronnie, I really wanted to make that a thing we we did together. But, uh, you know, I can't now. So, uh Hey, fuck yeah, I'm going to go and make a lightsaber. <laughs> I'd, I'd just go for one day, make a lightsaber. Buy go them, on the Millennium Falcon. Go on the Millennium Falcon, buy the Rebel jacket, and just... Oh, I got it. John got it for me. <laughs> I, wore, I wore it all day today. <laughs> I'm going to wear it tomorrow. Do it. At first, I looked at it and I was like, "Oh my god, don't tell me this is the Poe Dameron jacket." I'm gonna be kind of so. mad. <laughs> I hope so. It's... No, it's close though. It looks like it, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we don't want to keep you guys too long. Uh, Chris Hawk's got to get back to his family. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go do something. But uh, we appreciate you guys for listening and tuning into this episode, uh, the Fire Nice New Year special. Just. Shooting the shiznit and talking about whatever. And I'm going to sign off here with uh, my good friend, Capzilla, Big Booty Judy, uh, Steel City Steve, and uh, me, uh, <laughs> Smooth Operator. <laughs> Thank you, Smooth uh, Operator. As always. And, yep, there you go. Do we it. I want to thank you always. For listening with us, for watching with us, for exploring with us. We haven't heard that in a while. That feels good. Feels good. Feels great. Feels great. Well, excuse me, take a few minutes to mellow out. Big Daddy Kane is on the mic, and I'ma tell about a minimum limp of rhymes with strength and power. So listen to the man of the hour. Flow and go to a slow tempo, and you know, sing ho, swing low, then yo, the show will go on as I perform. Transforming on stage like a Decepticon. But I'm not animated like a cartoon, I'm for real, shooting lyrics like a harpoon. Across the crowd, the listeners and spectators, so let's groove with the smooth operator. Just, just, just sound so smooth. Smooth operator.
There's Craig. I missed his voice. Craig's a real one, okay? <laughs> Craig's a real one.